Hey, it's Coley, and you're listening to Still With You. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of Still With You. 14 is one of my favorite numbers, and today on the show I'm going to be introducing to you one of my favorite friends, Tiffany Butler. She is a middle school teacher who knows a little bit about everything. I call her my pop culture queen, and you will totally understand why after listening. We also have a really meaningful conversation on what it is like being an adopted child. Tiffany was adopted at birth. She shares some of her experiences and her relationship with God in this episode as well. Tiffany's heart for junior high students, her hilarious sense of humor, and her knack for hospitality truly set her apart, and I know that she is going to inspire you guys with her story. All I can say is buckle up because she is sassy, fun, and so funny. So without further ado, I introduce to you my queen bee, Tiffany Butler. I've already done this before, so you shouldn't be too nervous. You've been yeah. featured on the Riverdale episode. Yeah, but now it's just me, so. You're a natural social butterfly. We met in small group, mm-hmm. and you were so outgoing. You had such good pop culture references. I uh, have to keep up with my students. I have to keep up with what they know. So Yeah, so tell a little bit about yourself. Do share. So I teach sixth grade science at Ernest Ward Middle School, which is like a super, super, super small school out in the country. And I also teach a journalism class, which is kind of a new thing. It's a little touch and go. My degree is in biology, so science is kind of my thing. Twelve-year-olds are brutal. They are way brutal. So I don't if know you're how you do it. I, I seriously don't. Like, if you don't keep up with what they know, what they're doing, then I just try to keep up with it so that when they say something, that I'm educated. So I can, like, pop in and like, say something. And if they're using some, like, pop culture reference that's something that they should not know, and they think that I don't know it because I'm <laughs> apparently old. Uh, Which you're clearly not, but... <laughs> well, sometimes I get, Miss, Miss B, are you 17? Like, do you not understand how, like college works <laughs> um or are you 40 i'm like whoa you realize that i control your grades yeah so you like, be that's reaching on like right some there. rude grounds right there for sure so yeah tell where you went to school and by the way science and journalism that is complete contrast so i went to mississippi state i guess i just went from learning at a small country school to now teaching at a small country school. Literally, Starkville is nothing but the school and Walmart. That's it. (laughs) But journalism kind of started. I was doing the yearbook already. I just wanted to do a little something different. And so our principal asked if I would want a class because I was telling her how difficult it was to like catch everything during the day. And so she just kind of left that open to me, and it really is a free curriculum. There's standards, which are basically like what you're supposed Uh to teach, but really it's kind of what I want to do. Like this year, I'm going to teach lessons on unsolved murders. Oh my gosh, really? (laughs) Yeah, like Lizzie Borden and Jack the Ripper. Are you going to talk about Tara Grinstead? Because um, for those of you listening, well, if you I haven't listened to them about it, if you haven't listened to Up and Vanished, you need to be. Yeah, humble plug. <laughs> I mean, our little group of Haley, Tiffany, Gus, Chris, and we got on like the Up and Vanished kicked, and like well, that's was- kind of how it started. Where I was like searching for things to do, and I was like, oh man, murders. <laughs> you were listing them out, and I interrupted. The one, the two main were um, Lizzie Borden, which is the one that supposedly killed her parents with the axe. Oh gosh! Like Lizzie Borden had an axe, gave her mother forty wax when she saw what she has done. She gave her father forty one. I don't know how I got on this, but anyway, 
apparently she didn't have like any blood on her clothes, but she was the only person home at the time. So there's like no evidence that she murdered them, but she was the only person home when they were murdered. Cases like that just blow my mind. Like how in this modern world of science where we can almost like clone people, can we like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's little to no evidence there. I mean, right. And what evidence probably there is like tampered with. It makes it kind of interesting because they're going to have to plead the case based on news articles. That's one thing I love about you, though, is you have a mind for details. Like, you remember names so well. You have, a, like, a catalog of, like, all these stories of history, what's happening, Hollywood, like, movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you ha- you definitely have a gift for that. Well... At first, I think that that was like one of my main things I was nervous about with teaching was that I wasn't going to remember all their names. With middle school, you teach 150 kids. But like these kids have weird names now and all the same. Is there a bunch of Taylors still? No, like McKinlan and Braxton and like all these like (laughs) weird made up like combo names. You're trying to remember like what class period they're in. So the first year took me three days. But after that, I usually know them by the second day. But Mm -hmm. I could probably get them on the first day. It's really the quiet ones, the good ones that get you. Really? Because you're just like, oh. Because if they're just sitting there, you either fly under the radar. But I like to have a wide array of things. You're just very well-rounded when we approach a topic. You just, you always have some little nugget of... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's a great thing. It's like, it's a great thing. But I mean, you've traveled a lot. So like, talk about that because I can't even list the places that you've been. I guess... It kind of started with my mom because my mom is a single mom. She adopted me when I was like a day old. And so she kind of just raised me as um, she wanted, she wanted me to be well-rounded. She wanted me to be in the world and culturally aware, but not of the world. Mm -hmm. Like she wanted me to be able to separate myself from like worldly morals and values to just know about different cultures. So she kind of started me young. We traveled somewhere new every year, I want to say. Hawaii twice, Alaska, Canada, Bahamas, Mexico, Italy, Greece, Africa. I remember you saying you went on mission trips to Africa Mm -hmm. once, yeah. Mission trips to, I've actually been to Mexico twice, so a Mexico mission trip and an Africa mission trip. The other trips were to the Italy and Greece. We started at the top of Italy and went all the way down to Sicily. Then Mm -hmm. we started at the top of, or the top, whatever around in Greece and kind of went around. Um, and that was more like an educational trip. Once you've hit that travel bug, you really can't. You get caught. Yeah, you at you get a very caught. young age. It's a very pricey hobby. So I found I mean, something that like works for me. So now I'm traveling for free as an educator. Oh, well, aren't, you're doing some traveling this summer though too mm-hmm. with some students or is that next year? Um, With students next year. Well, I went to Auburn this summer with some students, but next summer I'm going to Boston, Iceland, London and Paris. Mm-hmm. So, and we're going on a science trip, a STEM trip. Your mom was a single mom while doing all of this? Well, she always likes well, to joke that she had money before she adopted me. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was younger, we got to do a lot of things. Oh. Um, I'm not from the South, and so coming here has been a little bit of a culture shock, but your mom is absolutely, like, when I think of traditional Southern woman, like Southern Belle, she's Mama G is June definitely... Cleaver. Well, her name is Darlin. Oh, my gosh. Butler. Like, you cannot get any more classy than that. She is so... Sweet. I do not thank her enough for opening and for you to like open your home every single week and invite Chris and I over for dinner and to watch junk TV. (laughs) I love it so much. It's like like absolutely my favorite thing. And you honestly have no idea how much that means to us since we don't really have a family living near us. 
Well, we love you guys. And my mom's like really funny. She loves having people over, but she also watches way more junk TV than my dad. I'll come Like she is Shonda, like the Shonda land. She watches all her oh Thursday gosh. night shows. She actually told me the other day that she's been watching The Bachelorette just so she can keep up with us. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that she was watching. She was like, did you watch this week's episode, Tiffany? <laughs> I was like, yes, mom. You heard us in the living room. If you don't mind talking about this a little bit, you don't have to, but all right, you're adopted. My mom adopted me when I was a day old, but her story is a little bit unique. She was not married when she adopted me. She was actually supposed to adopt another baby in December. The mother actually backed out and didn't let her know. They decided to keep the baby, and the reason they, she found out was that it was in the like the paper, because at the time, people would put mm-hmm. like birth announcements yeah. in the paper. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I mean, with Facebook, like people just post on Facebook now. Yeah. And so she found out, well, then her attorney called and told her that there was another baby being born. And she basically was said, call me when it's being born and we'll talk. Wow. And so I was supposed to be born in February, but they called her January 2nd and said, hey, <laughs> so she's, she's, a she's here. <laughs> yeah, she's here. And she was in the middle of moving and they hadn't done their home visit yet, which is like to come make sure that you have a place for the child. They hadn't done any paperwork. My mom had to like unpack her whole house and make it so she looked like she had a room for me. Then they did the home visit, the paperwork all in one day. Um, she's better at telling the story. I mean, obviously I wasn't there. Yeah. Well, I was, but they kept telling her that it was going to be, I was born on a Thursday. They said it's going to be Tuesday because it was a holiday weekend. Then the doctors wanted to go home. So eventually it got moved to Monday to Saturday. And then, so she picked me up the next day. So I was born on Thursday and she picked me up on Friday because they just wanted, they wanted to go home. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Mm -hmm. And you don't have any idea like who you're you have had no connections with your... Um, I have had biological. no connections. I I do think it would be interesting to find out. I have, like, some details because you're given, uh-huh. like, some paperwork. Mm-hmm. And back in the olden days, when they redacted information, all they did was sharpie it out. If you are an educated person or watched any CSI on TV, you can just hold it up to the light. So there's some information. I'm not sure if... Sharpying she, it out. Let's, like... Like, like they just took a sharpie in. <laughs> real legit and yeah. get rid of information. But I'm not sure if she could have given them, like, a fake name. Yeah. But she's from around here. She's... Who who named you then? Where Did you come with your name or did your mom... Um, no. My name on my birth certificate is Baby Girl. Like, no last name, no first name. Are you name. serious? Yes. Do you... Like, it legitimately is printed yeah. Baby Girl? Mm-hmm. Just Baby I feel like girl. you've told me that before, but that continues to amaze me. I mean, when you get adopted, when your adoption is final, it kind of goes through that you get a new birth certificate, but your new birth certificate is like the one you get and it doesn't have like any details on it. Mm-hmm. All it is is your new name and then like your adopted parents. There's no like time yeah. you were born. There's no like wait. There's nothing. Just I was born in Pensacola, Florida. Um Darlene Butler adopted me and then the new name she gave me on like some kind of legal looking document. Which is kind of funny. Um that's kind of how like my mom used that as like teaching me about God and stuff. She would say we're adopted by God and we're adopted by Christ and you get like a new name when you're in Christ. And so that's kind of how she like worked that and I love like that. and like let but like led me into like a relationship with God. When did your mom tell you that you were adopted and also did you ever have go through a season where you were kind of resentful in any way to your mom or even to God that you didn't really have and I don't mean to be I mean (laughs) you didn't have like that's not a traditional 
family, you know, right. in, in the eyes of society. You're right. So my mom, I don't ever remember not knowing that I was really? adopted. Uh-huh. She had this, like, poem that she would read to me, and it's called The Legacy of the Adopted Child. And if you read it, like, get your tissues. And it's actually still hangs in my room. She had, like, a picture of me as a baby, and it has the poem, and it's just, like, about having two different moms. It's, I mean, it's pretty special. I, like, took it in to work one day. Um, Everyone was crying at work. And my grandmother, for her 50th wedding anniversary, her sister, like, made a quilt, and everybody had their own square, and that's on my square. And it's a very long poem, so, like, the whole (laughs) poem is, like, on my square. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think I get awkward around other people because I'll be like, so how's your mom and your dad? Because I'll just, like, forget that people don't have the same family unit that I do. And my mom is older. She is 44. Or she was 44 when she adopted me. She is 72 now. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't look 72. She's, like, does not have the spirit of a 72-year-old at all. I kept her young. As she flips her hair back. (laughs) (laughs) And she had lupus. Like, she found out she had lupus right after that. So it's kind of, like, a miracle. We don't have a traditional family unit. And I just kind of have to remind myself that we don't really have a traditional family either. I think when kids would ask me questions like, why do you have the same last name as your family? Like, aren't you supposed to have a different name? Or, Or I would say, like, I'm adopted. Like, that's if that's... Like, two truths and a lie, or tell us something that people may not know about you. And they would say, oh, that sucks. Like, when people would say, like, that sucks, that really, like, hurt Yeah, you. that that would get me. Because I was always, like, growing up to be very secure in that. Like, in uh-huh. severe, my mom taught me to be very secure in, like, who I was and whose I was. That she, like, picked me, that she didn't have. Like, yeah. it, you know, she wanted me. Like, she wanted to adopt me. Like, adoption's not an easy process, and that I was, like, meant for her, and that my mother, my birth mother loved me, God loved me, and that he had a purpose through all of it. Like, because it's not a unique story, it is, like, one of my identifiers. She knew that, like, God would use that, like, as part of my story. So she always taught me that, and so when people would comment, that would make me upset. I mean, maybe it's a natural reaction, but when I'd always hear someone was adopted, I'd always be like... Oh, I, I feel bad for them. They never knew their actual parents. And in a way I do, but at the same time, it's like, well, they were sought after and pursued and like, right. you know, like they're definitely mm-hmm. like treasured, you know? Some people in the church are like almost worse. They talk down about like teen mothers and things like that, uh-huh. which I'm not like promoting that. But I would always be like, well, that's, you know, that's kind of what I came from yeah. into a better situation. And before I got like older and, you know, realized what they were trying to say instead, I would be like, man kind of hurts a little bit just is you know god makes all things like beautiful from the yeah. dust or whatever that concept no i'm so glad that you are saying that perspective because that's one that often is silenced by that i think that's so true coming from a family where i you know i wasn't adopted i haven't seen it that way and like yeah that would be hurtful and that would be weird to hear it was and i mean i get what they're trying to say and like what they're trying uh-huh. to instill i feel like a lot of people don't like take the time to like choose their words yeah and some things we had a bible study leader and she was struggling to get pregnant i was just like you know well why don't you adopt like self-promote yeah <laughs> kind of like promoting my brand <laughs> yeah and she was like well i want my own baby And I knew what she meant. And I like would never like face to face be like that really hurt. But it did kind of hurt because I was just like, man, I like consider myself my mom's child. Yeah. And I didn't ever consider myself like not her own baby. Yeah. Like what's wrong with me? Right. Yeah. So like, what would you tell a, well, well, since you teach middle school, let's just say middle school or who was adopted, like go back to your middle school, Tiffany, like what would you tell them right now if they're maybe struggling with some of the things that you just talked about? Well, and I think that's kind of how I got called to middle school was because I felt like that's kind of where your identity starts. Mm -hmm. Like before that, you're kind of 
what your parents want you to be. Not necessarily, because middle school is a calling. They are a different group of kids. I, like, this is like my calling. This is where God wants me, wants me in middle school. And I try to, I don't know what my advice would be, but I really, I try to tell them like upfront that I'm adopted, that I come from a single mom, that I'm like a first generation college grad. And I try to tell them like all my stereotype stigmas. I'm like, you got to get over it. Yeah. Like, we're here. We've got to move past our stereotypes, move past our stigmas. Like, we're in here. We're here mm-hmm. together. You can make something of yourself or you can't. Like, that's kind of my advice is to just use that. Like, use your story, but don't let that be the only part of it. Because, really, those kinds of things are just the beginning. Like, in our book, some of the things that we were reading about in Bible study, like, with, which, like which our book? pain um, with Restless. Restless by Ginny Allen. Yeah. <clears throat> like, how some of your pain and your, like, struggles become your story and like yeah like your passions that's so interesting coming from a fellow enneagram seven who we will run from pain and do anything and distract ourselves with pain and buy our way out of feeling pain i mean to say oh, that for sure that's why i like i wing six <laughs> same so it's a it's a very strong wing yeah to the six Yeah, you have been like one of my favorite advocates for the Enneagram because some people don't get on board. I'm like, dang it, this is such a great tool. And you literally like once you found out you were a seven embraced every like qualm with it. For a while I had it like on a saved thing and anytime I would make a new friend, I was like, so have you heard about this quiz? Have you ever taken this quiz? And I would send it out and they would be like, what am I? What? (laughs) What is this? If you don't get into it, I mean, it's just confusing. Well, you're, like, so fun to be around, which is obviously, like, a quality of a seven. For instance, like, you went with me to go see Donald Trump. (laughs) That is, will forever be one of my favorite memories with you. Well, it was very... I think that it was in the early stages of our friendship. Yeah, that, too. that's why it was so random and fun. Was because you text me and you were like, "So, do you like politics?" And I was like, "Where is this going?" <laughs> oh. And then, then I got to witness you cry. <laughs> okay, not that I'm a self-proclaimed Donald Trump lover, but when the President of the United States walks in to God bless the USA, you cannot help but cry. I mean. I'm, like, a full, like, patriotic person, and it was... She was. I don't have to justify it. I know my reasons. <laughs> Own it. Own it, Coley. <laughs> you turn to me, and you're like, are you crying? I'm like, I can't help it. I, I cannot like, help it. I was almost in, like, a panic, like, a Sheldon Cooper kind of moment, like, they're there, there Coley. <laughs> what other politicians have you seen? Because oh, well, you've seen others. Yeah, well, this is going to make me sound like one of those crazy Republicans. No, you're not. Um, I've seen George W. Bush, both Laura's, Jeb Bush, Sarah Palin, John McCain. And that's kind of a funny story because my high school was not going to let me out that day for excused. And I thought Darlin was going to tear the roof down. <laughs> like, she came up to that school and I, I thought she... She was going to lose it on. She's like, this is history, people. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen Darlene. She's usually on the teacher's side, but that is one of two to three times I've seen her lose it. Oh, on. I'm on her side completely. I'd be pulling my Well, I think whoever it is. Kid out. Yeah, like who, whoever is running, I feel like you should be educated. Yeah. That's, and that's kind of what she thought was either side. She wanted me to go because she wanted me to be educated. And I've said that, too. It doesn't matter who the president was. If they were coming to Pitt School, I'd want to see because it is just... Like you said, it's history, and it's our president. Like, how cool, you know? Yeah. Well, with George, she got me up at the crack of dawn. I wasn't that much of a fan then. <laughs> All right, Mom. Uh, we were at, we were standing. We had just gotten 
the worst spray tans of our life. What, to see George? You got, <laughs> got no, spray we're tan going, for we're George? we're leaving for a cruise the next day? President Bush. I shouldn't be so... George. So candid. <laughs> you and George. Me, me and George. <laughs> we had the worst spray to inch. Woke me up at like five o'clock in the morning to go stand in this long line. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Okay, let me talk about my new favorite thing, a wire wrap ring from Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. This is a handmade piece made by Quinn Sharp herself and comes in your choice of silver or gold. I love it because it is so comfortable and I can wear it with any outfit. T-shirt or dressy tunic, this ring will be your thing. You all already know I love her earrings. Now go check out this wire wrap ring. In fact, when you use the code STILL with you, you can receive 20% off your entire order at Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. Go to quinsharp.com and type the code STILL with you. Quinn Sharp is a military wife and previously lived in Pensacola and creates all her jewelry. Handmade and inspired by the ocean and all elements of nature, you cannot go wrong with any of her pieces. Again, go check out her entire collection at quinsharp.com and use the code still with you to receive 20% off your entire order. Okay, so the other things that because I've made notes about you. Man, so it makes me sound more interesting, so please go ahead. <laughs> okay, so you have a fascination with giraffes. These are just like, this is just my random list of things about you. I own over 50 giraffes in some kind of form. It honestly started as a joke because we were talking about living in captivity, like... Like animals in captivity. Who's we? Me and my cousin. Okay. My cousin Charity. I said, there's so many people that like disagree with captivity, but like they're paying to come see you and you get fed and you get to go to the doctor and people like look at you and buy merchandise over you. And I said, if I was an animal, I don't want to be kept in captivity. And heck, if I was an animal, I want to be a giraffe because people come and they feed the giraffes. They come for the giraffes. <laughs> well, you have just like the cutest collection of giraffe <laughs> coffee cups. And I never thought that my heart would swing towards a zoo animal. And it's like, <laughs> Who are adorable. My favorite one says walk tall on it <laughs> with the giraffe. But then the cutest one is the one where you drink it and the little giraffe statue is at the bottom. I was just like, what is this? But it was so it's awesome. It's like giraffe, giraffe, Disney, giraffe, giraffe, Disney. Yeah. White. I- <laughs> okay, another topic. You read a ton of books. Yes. If you have never heard of the app Goodreads. Please hit it up. We will put it in the show notes so that they can follow you. Is that possible? Can we do that? Can you have yeah, like, you can, we could, like you follow can along follow. with what you're reading? Yes. On Goodreads, you can track the books you've read, the ones you want to read, and the ones you, you're currently reading. You can put your page number and it like tells you how fast you read books. Then you can challenge yourself and you can look at other people's challenges. Last year, I did a 20 book, which 20 sounds like a very low number. But I mean, when you're like full-time working and doing all that, I was at book 19.75 at 8 o'clock on December 31st. I was pulling. I was <laughs> pulling. I think I was later. supposed to hang out with Haley and Gus and I was like, can't leave until I finish this one because 20 books, that's what I, so I met that What goal. was the book that you ended on last year? Do you know, do you remember? No. I picked a short one. <laughs> well, not like a children's book, but a very quick 
chapter book. I don't know. It was probably some. Do you know Chase Sale or Sally? Maybe that's how you pronounce her name at church. Church. Mm -hmm. She's doing the hundred books trying to read this year. All right. Well, now I feel very low. No, she's like (laughs) on. um, So she's doing the hundred book challenge, but it's with John Acuff. So you can kind of make your own rules. But from what I've been seeing, like she's doing mainly chapter books, which I feel is extremely hard. I don't think she even does like reads through Audible, which I don't know how you can get through that many books like and not do Audible. But I am always weekly like talking to her to see like what book she's on because like people who read a lot they like fascinate me which is why I'm like always fascinated by what you're reading I do audible usually like twice I just got well audible iTunes you can do a few like a few different listening books well how many books are you planning to read this year what's your goal and how many have you read I set another goal of 20 I should have upped it to 25 I was stressed it kind of stressed me out a little bit you can still up it (laughs) You though. act like it's set I in kind stone. Of, I, I took a pause. Well, what's <laughs> I, been your favorite book that you've read? I've read 14 this year. Good for you. Dang. I, see, I could do impressive. 25. You, you can. But what's been your favorite book this year so far? Okay, I'm going to leave the like devotion books or like... I put Restless on here because I technically did read that this year. Bible uh, studies count? Yeah. John Acuff, read the book finish. You can make your own rules for your goals. Right. And the first rule is when you set a goal, cut it in half. I think I was just talking about that the other days. Okay, so... I really liked Everything, Everything. Yeah, which I... By Nicola Yoon. It was such a quick read, and I think that I really liked that. That was the one I read, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe because sure it, was, right. it was a pretty quick read. The movie, though, I feel like they, it had potential, and they just dropped the ball. But I also really liked the book Paper Princess by Aaron Watt. So I have this other friend, and we have started kind of like a book club amongst ourselves reading the same book, and this year was our royal theme. Because oh, yeah, of the royal The royal way. <laughs> We started off with, it's like kind of like a modern telling of Cinderella with the Royal series. There was like five books. And then we're actually on another, some sort of Royal series. And I've got behind on our reading. Sometimes a series is hard to get yeah. through because I like to have splashes of different books. What's your favorite book of all all time though? Good question. Okay. I'll do three. Go for it. I'll do fiction, nonfiction, and then biblical. Sounds like good. a devotion book. Okay. So my favorite devotion book that like changed my life is called A Daughter's Worth. And a lady at our church wrote it. And like she kind of inspired me because she is also a teacher and she's very sassy and fashionable and I just kind of adore her. But it's very geared toward girls like sixth through 10th grade. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like it kind of hits my kid like yeah, where my your, kids are your, but i read are. it when i was younger uh-huh my favorite non-fiction book would be is everybody hanging out without me and other concerns by mindy kaling it's just like a collection of her essays like just sporadic stories i just love that that's her concern because being left out is just a major concern that we all have and then i think my favorite fiction book would probably be i only say this because it's stuck with me me before you have you seen the movie um, no, but I have the book on my shelf right now. Like, the book? I just have, it's by Jojo Moores, right? Moe's? Mm, yeah, Moe's, something like that. M-O-Y-E-S. Yes. Which is weird that I remember that, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's not like I necessarily, like, agree with all the topics that run through the book. For weeks, I sat up thinking about it. So I kind of feel that for now, that's what's... That's what's with me. I feel like you were very well-rounded in your reading choices. That was the next thing on my list is that Mindy Kaling. Oh, Mindy Kaling is my queen and my I, hero. <laughs> you I could talk about that, Mindy for, for hours. First of all, she's self-made. Mm-hmm. Like, she's brilliant. She's so smart. She went to some Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. And was her, it Darth Maul? 
I think she went to Dartmouth. Because I, I saw it on her Instagram once and I... Yeah, I wanted to say that, but I also did not. I mean, in case... Hey, Mindy, if you out there and you're listening to this podcast ever, um, I didn't want to sound stupid, but I think it's Dartmouth. So she went to Ivy League school. She's curvy. She's a minority. Yeah. Um, she's a female comedian and, and she kind of owns who she is. Uh-huh. She's, she always says that she's kind of like the best friend character because she's kind of quirky. She is a curvy girl. She's a minority. And they said that she would always be cast as the best friend because of that. She owned that. And so she wrote a character based on the best friend diva stereotype, but made that the main character in the Mindy project. And I just adore that because everything that comes out of Mindy's mouth is basically what I would say. Great. <laughs> Right. But every show that she's been on, she's written for. So she writes for the show. And Including The Office. She yes, wrote, she wrote she for The Office. She started writing The Office. In fact, she was one of the writers on like the most famous episodes. I'm pretty sure she helped write The Wedding Between Jim and Pam, which is... I had no idea that she was a part of the writing process for that show because I thought that was strictly BJ Novak. Well, like they're best friends. She was on the writing team. That's how she originally got into yeah. it. And then she auditioned for Kelly. I almost called it Kapowski, but... Well... <laughs> You know, I love her too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I just think that that's a super cool thing to like. She like star trans- produce yes. cast your own show. I mean, not all the time, but you know, Ocean's Eight. I mean, was great. She's so stylish. And got her. I want to read her book now. She has two, and the second one is called Why Not Me, which I think is such a crazy and <laughs> inspirational. I see it on my shelf, and I'm like, yes. Why not me? <laughs> You're right, Mindy. <laughs> Why not? Okay, so you also the big one. Disney. You love Disney. You and Haley are seriously like the most Disney-oriented, obsessed people on the planet. Oh my gosh. Where did that even come from? Well, I had been to Disney probably seven times before we got the annual pass this year. This year, Haley was just kind of, she came to me and she said, well, Gus and I are going to get the annual pass, but we should go on a Disney trip. I was just going to buy the ticket for the week. But then... So, but like the annual pass, <laughs> you bought the annual pass. Even more than you going on all the trips, like you are always like Disney minded. Like you love all of the stuff. It seemed like who's your favorite character? Oh, at Disney. Mulan. Hello. The okay. movie Mulan. I'm telling you, if I'm sad, I will watch Mulan. One, because I like to, if I'm sad, I like to watch things that I know the ending to. But also, I just respect her. She just, she, first of all, there'd be no way that I would chop my hair off. Nah, that is brave. That's the first brave move she <laughs> And then she just like wants to make her family proud. And then the yes. quotes. Well, Reflection is such a good song. Like, and then Be True to, when I went to the 98 Degrees concert and they did not sing Be True to Your Heart from the end credits. Which I've never even stuck around for, Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You and that one other person that was... When we were in line, I was like getting ready. I was like, like I was meeting my true hero. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I just like the way Disney makes you feel. It makes you feel like a child again. It kind of makes you feel like there's no worries. <clears throat> Hakuna Matata, yeah, if you will. <laughs> it is. It's very magical. When you have the annual pass, like the magic is a little less in areas because you're like mm, this way. People, people are like stopping to take everything in, and you're like, mm, keep moving, keep moving, <laughs> get get to the line, get to the line, people. <laughs> 
like in the mornings, people are like, just they want to stop and take their picture, which believe me, we do. But we're like, mm, snap the photo, head to the store and line at Epcot, then you're going to beeline it over to Frozen. You can stop and get a coffee in between. We like know exactly how long <laughs> You've, it's going to take. like scheduled it We all. know That's exactly how long it's going to take us to get places. Walking down Main Street is probably like one of the most emotional things <laughs> at Disney. Uh, but I so respect you guys for loving it so much because it's like you and Haley love it and the people who do love it. For instance, Becca and Todd, like their family, they go a lot. Yeah, every time we've been to Disney, they've been there, but at other parks. That's so funny. So we're, we'll like see their posts. We'll have posts and we're like trying to meet up. It doesn't happen. I did see one of my students last time we went to Disney though, yeah, that's which crazy. was kind of fun. It feels just it was like a good the one, Florida so. code. Like get your driver's license, get your Disney pass. When I lived in Mississippi, they would normally think that I was from the north because Florida people don't have southern accents. Lower Alabama Florida people do. Yeah. I don't as much. When I told them I was from Florida, they were like, so how often do you go to Disney? Or are you, so you're from Miami? No, it's two different things. Florida's a mystery to most people. Florida's a mystery in a lot of topics I'm learning too. Like we're a swing state. There's some weird crime stuff that goes on. There's oh, just yeah, some crime. different. Mm-hmm. There's just weird stuff that happens in Florida. I just want to read a book about like the Florida mafia because I'm sure there is one. There has to be. Well, well besides mean, Miami. There was a podcast out that I was listening to, but it just did not capture my attention. Like felonious Florida, and I was like, it was. It was pretty sketchy, but anyway, that's I mean, another topic like for Ted another Bundy time. Was down here, so yeah, in Pensacola. Yeah, I mean, freaky Florida. <laughs> I mean, really? Like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, hearing that in a documentary. Okay, so another topic that we just have to talk about Segway. because we're talking about. Well, we're you. seven, so we like to segue into Sephora. Let's let's go into that store for a second. They can't see your raised hands. Yeah, the Hallelujah hands. So first of all, there's a song from Legally Blonde the musical that talks about the feelings that you get when you walk into a department store or into a store. And I legitimately sing it every time I walk in. In your head or aloud? Aloud. All right. Okay. The the first words are, first, a deep breath. And so I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) That is the most attractive sound we've had on the podcast. (laughs) Like walking into Sephora... Then the people are like, hey, Tiffany, how are you? They're like, haven't seen you in a minute. I'm like, I, I bought online. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you betrayed them. <laughs> I betrayed them. them. I bet- oh, my uh, gosh. I am the top level of sales. What? With, like, speak support to me. I don't what, know what that means. So I'm a VIB Rouge, which means you have to spend a certain amount of- VIP Rouge? VIB, which is a very important beauty insider Rouge. Which is like their top level. You have to spend a certain amount of money to get this top level every year. And it, so they roll out the red carpet when you walk in, and they, and they, know, they know they know the storm's coming. <laughs> they know. I've gotten to where I want to spend my money on stuff that I really like. Yeah. So I'm just been very selective now. No, I understand. So I'm, I'm like I, but I want to make sure I like everything in that basket. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way with. The I just stuff believe I buy. in quality over quantity in all areas. Okay, so we also have a list of your ten favorite things. Tiffany's top 10. Tiffany's top 10 of things, and we're just gonna go through them. And this is not we're gonna all try makeup. to, I don't know if we'll get to it, if you can create some links for people to, okay. to purchase these items, because that's one thing I love about you and Haley. Sorry to group Haley into this too. Well, sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry. You guys have like the best taste in like products. You guys always seem to right. be finding new things or like, I'm like, where'd you get that at? You guys have a gift. Y'all are just gifty, nifty well, gifty. She, she's very like fashionable and I just fake it. 
Whatever. That's she's, not true. She's got like a code. No, you taught me about solids. Solid colors. How oh, that's yeah. a sign of sm- elegance. S- elegance and elegance. sophisticated. The like one hundred yeah. rules to be elegant. Solid colors, yeah. Uh, solid colors. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this is not solid, but plaid is like a one of my things. That's okay. All right. Tiffany's top ten. Here it is, people. Trusted and true. All that alliteration <laughs> I just did. The teacher and me, I'm really sorry. Number one, pearls. You need a good pair. You need a real pair. Earrings, necklace if you want to go big. Black liquid eyeliner. You got to get that flick of the wing just right. Sharp. What's your brand? Okay. It used to be Kat Von D. But recently, I was trying to find something that was a little bit cheaper. And I've tried the Sephora brand and I really like it. It's honestly blacker well, than the cat. Well, what do you know? They're blacker than the cat. Than the Kat Von D. Oh, I was yeah. thinking black cat, but okay. I mean... <laughs> okay no come on i'm dying okay go on all right my third must have somebody was thinking it too and you know it blacker than a cat okay keep going okay no i'm just kidding all right move Um, on my third is a planner i prefer the aaron condren planner but that's just me ink joy gel pens or the Papermate Flares. Oh, you do have an obsession with gel I pens. I do love my pens. If I don't have a good 10 pens in my purse or bag at one time, something's wrong. Okay. Call the cops. Four is Teaks. I swear by them. It's the only flats I wear. Gotta get those turquoise bottoms. Are they truly comfortable, though? Yes. You wear them all the time. I wear, it's all I wear. Wow. Okay. I wore them all day to Disney. I wear them all day to teach. Wow. Yeah. I swear. They're by adorable, and they look like they would like. I. I. That has always been my struggle is to find a nice pair of black flats. I mean, but you have them in other colors. Yeah, too, I do, and and they are pricey. Again, you're the. I'm the same way. I could not find a pair of black flats that I loved. They would either rub blisters on me, or they wouldn't last. Or you'd get that nasty toe cleavage. Uh-huh. I cannot handle. No, ma'am. Number five, my Apple Watch and my iPhone. Basic. <laughs> six lipstick gotta have that color gotta what, get th- okay what's your color okay so right now i go through my stages it was liquid lipstick it was lip sense but now i'm on the bite beauty cream matte sticks and amaretto and glossé i think it's i think it's glossé it looks like glacier a little bit so sometimes i call it glacier i don't know whatever you want that's amaretto it's interpretive oh. It has an accent mark on it. It's Glace. G-L-A-C-E. With a little... So, Glace? Glace? Who knows? Seven. This is a plug for Hales. Lavender and cedar wood, young living oils in my diffuser. I swear by them. They help me sleep. Even if it's just placebo effect, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sleeping. <laughs> oh my gosh. A black t-shirt dress. Gotta have it. Yep, with your solid Mm -hmm. colors. Yep, gotta have that. Cardigans. I like them longer. I need them to go past my butt and with pockets in the front. And then dip nails. Oh, yes, you have introduced me to... The wonders of those powder dip nails. Right. You want to see your nails everywhere. It's like constantly making Mm -hmm. sure your fingernails are in your Instagram story. (laughs) Yes, in, in in visual sight in general. I just am like, I will do anything with these nails on. They actually fit your nail. They're not like a... It's acrylic. It's not an acrylic. It's not fake. These are my real nails. It helped my nails grow. Okay, so like I said at the beginning of the episode, that you are a very well-rounded person, like on all topics. I'm feeling a lot better about myself after the end of this. 
uplifted? Was it uplifting? Yes, like, it was very uplifting. I mean, <laughs> cheaper than therapy. <laughs> I mean, no, I feel like we have covered all the things that I really like treasure about you. Honestly, I, you're an amazing friend, and like I said, you always are just like there for me, and you're always like so fun to be around and entertaining. And I, it must be it's a seven thing I know for a sure. Seven. Thank you so much for coming back after doing the Riverdale one. The Riverdale. Like I don't know if this I was way off, different, but yeah, it is. I mean, but it's it's awesome because it's more about you. But we are definitely are coming back and doing even like a little mini episode before season three because Stay we tuned. must we must there's so much to process about what happened we're trying to end this we don't want to yeah, restart the conversation I know. it's like don't get me started anyway thank you so much tiffany yeah, for being for on the having show. me it is my sincere hope that you were entertained and touched by this interview with my friend tiffany butler oh my gosh you guys i just love her and i have laughed so many times listening to this episode she is always doing cool brave things whether it be teaching traveling or talking about mindy kaling please go give her a follow on instagram it's tiffany underscore butler all the ways that you can connect with her will be in the show notes including her top 10 list and a link to her goodreads profile so you can read along with her I am so grateful for our friendship and that she took the time to be on the show. Speaking of Still With You, the podcast is now available for listeners to access on Spotify. If you're listening on iTunes, Spreaker, Player FM, or iHeartRadio, and you'd rather be listening to Still With You on Spotify, there's a link in the show notes below for you to go give that a follow and listen to it there. I feel like the podcast is in just a season of growth right now, and God is doing some amazing things, and I give him all of the glory. And one of the ways that you can be a part of that is by rating the show. It's basically the little stars at the bottom of the podcast. And if you would be so kind to do that, I would be so grateful. If you could leave a review, that would be so amazing too. I would just be thrilled. So thank you so much. You know, this is just a community of friends getting together and just sharing our hearts. And I want all of you to be a part of that. So please, if you have any questions, you can always connect with me at coleybrowning.com. You can and send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. Do not hesitate to reach out. I would love to hear from each and every one of you if you have something to say. Also, the music that you're listening to in the background is from my amazing friend, Christy Mason. She is going to be on the show coming up very soon and there's some exciting news that is going to be coming with her interview as well. So please be looking forward to that. The best way that you can keep up with what's going on here after you rate and review the show is to subscribe. Episodes will automatically download right onto your phone. No hassle, no worry. You don't have to know what's up. Anyway, so just go and do that. As always, please go into this world and be bold, be brave, and be you. And remember, he is still with you. Oh, yeah.